gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange bridges! Something about them orange bridges! Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Read it, did to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Sunday, October 22nd. Much more solemn day than I was hoping for. I won't say expecting, but hoping. It's tough, man. That's uh, it's unacceptable, but it, it's, I, don't, I don't really know what to do or say right now. It sucks. Yeah. Definitely that's, sucks. It hurts. Um, and there is a reason why we do this podcast on Sunday and not on Saturday. I didn't even want to do it today. Could have. <laughs> I think we could have punted this to Thursday and I would still be equally pissed. I got, well, yeah. I've calmed down a little Saturday night. I was just on the edge of a cliff. Oh um, yeah. I walked barefoot to Henley street, stood over the bridge for, I don't know. I lost track of time. I thought about it. I didn't actually do that. Uh, I considered it. Um, <laughs> that's, it just sucks. That's, I think I said it on this podcast. I know I'm pretty sure I told you. I told several other people. I think I wanted yesterday more than I wanted last year. Like that taste of victory, that 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 cigar. It was good, and I wanted it again. And so I think I wanted yesterday more. Yeah, I guess. Here's I hate watching on TV, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't go that far. As I I wanted it more. I wanted it more last year because. But I was probably – I had – I think I had more hope yesterday than I did last year. I just – Oh, see, I did – I thought – I which, you know, part of it's just your offense and, well, you know, how you were playing. I think as good as we played against AM, I thought our defense played really well. Our running game was really good. Um, I still – after that game, it wasn't like – I didn't have the feeling going from LSU to Alabama last year. Like I didn't have that, so that's why. I, yeah, maybe that's true for yeah. me. And I, yes, so I wanted. We were on cloud nine after LSU. Yeah, and I think for me, you you said you know you don't like watching on TV. Yeah, I'd rather be in the stadium. But I think for me, I I have nothing. To, no matter if I'm on my couch or in see you know section L, doesn't matter. I don't have an impact on the game, but I feel more like involved. I feel like I do have a say a little bit. So yeah. it's almost like I feel more in control when I'm in my in the stadium, mm-hmm. and so I think yeah, that's and we part don't have to listen to Gary Danielson either, so that helps. Good God, um, <laughs> I think that's part of why I wanted yesterday more for me. So it's kind of opposite of your reasoning. It's like yeah. I didn't feel like I was as in like didn't feel like I had any control, which I didn't either either way. But right, 
It, it just really sucks <laughs> that uh, Kamala Harris um, got, got hurt for us. I mean, how do you mess up that name? Not only his first name, but also his last name. I heard him say. I didn't hear him say. Kam- Kam- he said. Kamala. He said Kamal. He said yeah. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala. He said Kamal Harris the first time yeah, I know, but yeah. then he said Harris. He may have said Kamala the next or Kamala. Yeah. It was getting closer and closer to Kamala. Kamala yeah. <laughs> um, this is not talking politics before you click yeah. off guy. Um, <laughs> but then he said Harris three more times. Like you haven't looked at, first off, you called this game last week, Tennessee game last week. Mm-hmm. Second, you haven't looked at your sheet one time in the, the three minutes he's been injured on the field to get his name right. Um, and they said the linebacker Kamal hadn't got hurt. So yeah, it was a rough go for CBS. It was a rough go for me. I had to watch it and it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, first half was fun, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this game. I feel like we're jumping right into it. And I, I do have a, a short spiel I'd like to go on before we get going. So, um, and it'll kind of tell you why I almost didn't want to do this podcast tonight, but here we are. But hey, we're going to get through this. Once I get out of talking about it, I think we'll have fun. So, okay, let's be miserable for a little while. And then let's talk some college football and make fun of some other really dumb and exciting. And then also cheer for some exciting stuff because we've got most important this week. So yeah. it'll get better. It'll get better. No, I'm not saying the season. Don't. It may be. It may. But no, I'm not saying that. Don't. Don't call me, you know, you know, I'm not uh, super optimistic right now. I'm, I'm very much in my sad mode. But this, yeah. this, uh, this podcast will get better, I think. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's there's two ends of the spectrum with the season's over and then like. Then there's like, oh, we can we can still control our own destiny. <laughs> like, there's two yeah. ends we, up, and I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think you should be. Honestly, we went into this this stretch of games talking about how difficult it would be, and that was probably your most difficult one because it was on the road. You know, you could argue A and M or Bama, but Bama being on the road, it was probably your most difficult in this stretch of games. And you still have that the, the rest of them left. Yeah. I guess Georgia, besides Georgia. Yeah. Which is season at the back end season of is not over. It's not. Unfortunately, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Before we get all sad, truly sad and, and upset and angry and mad, I do want to tell you guys about some people that will boost the mood. Good vibes only. Great, great friends. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store. The wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Tops baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly sports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, folks, always bet on the underdog. All right. Let me do my tangent real quick. Get it out of the way. Here's why I didn't want to do this podcast. Okay. Because no matter how bad Tennessee played, especially in the second half, 27 unanswered is just inexcusable. No way to – like, there's no other way to say it. Like, it's inexcusable at any level. The officiating was atrocious yesterday. Like, you you can say it happened. You can say, well, look at last year, whatever. Doesn't change the fact that it was atrocious. There were momentum swings, whatever you want to say. Here's my problem. I don't want to complain about officiating for an hour and a half. And you can point at a lot of things. Quick example that I don't want to harp on, but quick example is Alabama goes down and scores first drive, two plays of the second half. 
the Tyler Barron, atrocious, that doesn't get called. The fair catch, I have not found in the rule book where you could interpret that a single time. If he does it in the end zone, is it a safety? No one can answer me. That ruling doesn't make sense. That's a huge momentum shift. I don't want to spend all an hour and a half complaining about it personally. I don't care what you do, Landon. I just I don't want to do that. And you, we can do it at many points in the game. That doesn't mean Tennessee didn't give up 27 unanswered points. Yeah. With terrible play calling in the first half. But yeah. I want to like I want to say the officiating was absolutely awful. If anyone can look at me with a straight face and tell me Alabama did not commit a single penalty for 60 minutes in the in the run of play, please try. Yeah, I don't understand how a snap infraction hap- happens. I feel like that's a live ball. He he's got a he has to double clutch it. He has to move the ball. He has to move himself, which would either be a false start or you could call a snap infraction on the center, depending on how you want to call it. So that was um, one penalty that they called that probably helped them. Correct. Uh, you know, I mean, you never know the way we were playing at that point in the game. You never know. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad all over college football, but it was especially bad yesterday. Um, I mean, and the, the holding, what what is holding? And I'll and, and I'll tell you right now, and a lot of Tennessee fans will probably disagree with me on this. The one on Keenan Peely, it, it, he held him. It was dumb. I don't know why, or uh, not Keenan Peely. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Gabe Judiolli, it was holding. I don't know why he grabs his jersey. That was so dumb. It was incredibly stupid. My problem is, turn around, Squirrel White gets held twice in one play, never gets called. McAllen Castles gets held. They wave it off because it's not defensive pass interference when it's get tipped. It's insane. Again, I like I can complain about it for an hour and a half, and you should be able to. I don't know why all the fans are saying it, it's no excuse for losing. While I agree with you, that doesn't mean it wasn't bad. I don't want to do it for an hour and a half, so I want to get it all out of the way right now real quick yeah. on how I feel. If you really want my vent, my full vent, give me a call, 865. I'm just kidding. I'm not giving you my phone number. If you have it, you can call me. I will complain. Plenty. Um, I'll also complain about people who think the head official was a realtor in Tuscaloosa. That's just not true. Like, look at the pictures. They don't look anything like, and it's obnoxious that we're going to call some big conspiracy when guys just simply suck at their job. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Joe, you, you should have did to Joe call me to get my spiel. <laughs> Is <laughs> that why you just called me? <laughs> um, after the show, I'll do it. But yeah, it's, it's not a big conspiracy. Those guys are just inept, and there's no answer for it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and a, a lot of Alabama fans were like, well, we had 17 in Austin last year. Well, eight of those were pre-snap penalties. So, yeah. um, And then you were called for what you should have been called for yesterday, which is um, pass interference and defensive holding were the majority of the rest of those, um, but they were not called in Tuscaloosa yesterday. Because, I mean, it's, it's a fact. Everybody knows – Alabama corners, they tug because they play man coverage like all the time. So they tug and they claw and whatever else, tackle. Um, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that it – and it just sucks because, I mean, those were – you know, it wasn't the end-all be-all of the, the game, but it, I feel like it did have a say. I mean, it, it helped – Tennessee should have been first and goal. Like half the distance, whatever that was, when Squirrel White gets held – I mean, then it's a one-score game at that point. Like, it, it just took all the air out of Tennessee's hopes of, you know, trying to get back. Like, the game could have been closer, but it wasn't because of officiating. And then, you know, they score that touchdown, could have been called back. That could have been a huge momentum swing. I mean, 
Yeah, it, it wasn't the end-all, be-all of Tennessee losing that game. Uh, play calling, I, I think, was was a huge part in that. Um, but scoring 27 unanswered, I, I feel like a lot of that, you have to blame some of it on officiating. Momentum is a huge thing in, in college sports, and there was Tennessee couldn't get any momentum because of stuff like that. I like a yeah. I mean, that's my piece. I don't know if we'll talk, if you'll talk about it anymore, but I agree with you, and, and that's my piece because I I could go on, and I don't want to make this show. We I should don't have wanna... a twenty second pause like Josh Heupel did. Yeah. Last time. Um, my problem, my problem is I think people take complaining about officiating with excusing Tennessee's loss, and I, I'm trying to reiterate over and over. It's no excuse for 27 unanswered points. It's no excuse. You had your opportunities still. But it was bad. Um, okay, that's my piece. Again, don't know if you, you want to get into it. I, you mentioned the play calling. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else for officials. You can stop me when you win or if you do. If I'm quiet during it, I'm going to let you go on. I Again, I'm done. Um, so you can – no, that's fine. I'm, uh, have your have your way. I'm not I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just yeah. controlling me. Um, and I'm thinking about putting a shot collar on and maybe delivering it to your house. And just anytime I start to go on, just yeah. I mean, just one penalty for it. five yards is <laughs> is it's unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I it's I, I tweeted it and I, I believe it's true. Kind of want to get your take on it. I think that was the worst Josh Heupel performance um, of his career at Tennessee, and and he's had some. Some tough games, some games I don't think he's he's done his best. Um, and I don't want to confuse with I, – I don't think this was necessarily Tennessee's worst performance overall either uh, under Josh Heupel. Um, you have games like Florida, games like South Carolina, which I think was the worst team performance under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't feel like where difference between this one and South Carolina for me, I felt like Josh Heupel did a lot of things right. I mean, he often scored 38 points in that game. Um, and and – there was just so many things to overcome, whatever those things were in that game, because there may have been more than just what was happening on the field. We don't know. Um, couldn't overcome it. I feel like this came down to how the game was called, failure to convert in the red zone, um, questionable fourth down, not only calls, but even I told, I, and maybe I don't kind of want to get your thoughts on this specifically too, not just the Josh Eichel thing. If you get that fourth down, of course I'm excited and, and I'm, you know, loving the, you know, I might be doing the, big ball dance, but I'm like, why did you do that? What what was the purpose? I get you're kind of in no man's land, but at that point you just play field position. Yeah. You're playing a really good defensive line. And your punter is playing lots out right now. Yeah. And Kool-Aid McKinstry had, he did not want to catch one of those balls yesterday. No, it was a, it was a good day to be Jackson Ross. Also, why was, I mean, maybe we'll get, we'll get Joey on. He was, he was in the, in Bryant Denny to kind of talk about it. I don't know if the wind was blowing. I feel like, uh, D. Williams was just respecting the hell out of Alabama's punter. He seemed the first punt, he was at the 10 yard line and it came up like 30 yards short of him, not 30. That's an exaggeration. And he was well back where the ball landed every all day. Yeah. Uh, it was very strange. Yeah. I but mean, of course, Gary Danielson and, and Brad Nessler cannot give you the layout of the, the game. I mean, the, the first, the first, uh, questionable first first down that was then reversed or whatever happened they according to our eyes the yellow line is unofficial and instead of brad and gary telling us where the first down is they're going oh well he is at the yellow line 
That doesn't help me. That doesn't tell me a damn thing. Yeah. Tell us what's going on in the game. Show us valuable replays instead of the same ones over and over that we can see the same thing that tells us no new information. Either find something else or tell us something else. Mm-hmm. It's That's why I hate watching on TV is because the producing for a lot of these games is atrocious. They give you no new information. They're, they don't... Like, it's, I know it's not radio. I don't need you to draw me a picture. But there's things I can't capture on TV. Like, I can't figure out what's happening on TV that they refuse to tell us. I mean, the, all these huge TV deals are, are happening all over the country. And, well, I mean, we can't even get a player's name right. <laughs> we can't even get his position right. We're, Tennessee gets a tackles for loss, and we're pra- praising the quarterback for picking up a, a snap that was low. <laughs> Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah, CBS, love it. Can't wait I mean, for the big, move crap. on to the Big Ten. Yeah, please. Can we can we speed that up? There's a good chance that loss may have may have uh, secured Tennessee's last time on CBS, which I'm not that angry about. Yeah, who cares? Um, but yeah, going back to the play calling a little bit, um, I I don't understand how Tennessee's philosophy, like their their whole entire offense, is based off spreading people out. And then when it's fourth and short, we want to bunch everybody up with an offensive yeah. line that has proven not to be that great at times against a really good defensive run. That it, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I, I feel like you're if you're doing that, you're setting something up. Well, we failed a lot of fourth downs. You haven't set anything up. Yeah, and then it's it's frustrating when you've got a quarterback like Joe Milton who can run strong. Like we're not going. He's a six five waste of body. We've seen him run strong behind his offensive line before. What was that first drive? Do he it. Run straight over somebody. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Run with him. And then you know if 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 you're not, give your running back a real chance. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna run a quarterback, whatever that was, it looked like a speed option. But I guess we were trying to block and do a shovel pass. I yeah. have no clue what exactly we're, we're I don't know. try to do there. I haven't but, figured it out. I mean, I would rather us. Spread everybody out and go empty and have Joe Milton just try to figure something yeah. out. Like I would rather that than you know, bunch everybody up and and drop back and yeah, and, and get out of drop back three yards from a fourth and one. Yeah, and make a running back and a tight end block for you. Yeah. It, Be your lead blocker. It just doesn't matter. And that and that's another thing that Tennessee Tennessee's offense as, as well as they played in the first half and and you know, even at times in the second half, even though they they failed to score, you know, they made some good plays, but we couldn't – we were brought down incredibly easy. Squirrel White, I know it's a defensive lineman. I don't know what who it was. He was a big dude. But he gets arm tackled. If he doesn't get arm tackled, he's probably in the end zone yeah. on that screen play in the first half. Jacob Warren, you've got to find a way to get those two yards on that huge third down. You have to find a way. You can't just go down that easy. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like our, our running back. The one backs, that made it four down, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It was that one that the, the play got busted, and Jacob Warren did a good job of seeing seeing it happen and got out in space to, to give an opportunity. He made a great play to start, but you got to find a way to, to get extra yards there well, Joe, after your contact. Joe doing the same thing. It's like, I mean, whether he was short – he wasn't as short. He wasn't as short as they, or he was shorter than what they said he was. Um, when his elbow went down, short of the line of gain, go get a first down. Interesting. I thought the ball was in front of the elbow. From my perspective, that's what I thought. 
It's where the I, ball's at. I, 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 thought, the it, I thought it was like right at the line, but they they marked it like half a yard short. It was like, I mean, if anything, it was right up next to the line. It shouldn't have been a half yard short. Um, but yeah, go pick up a first down. Yeah, quit going it's, down so easy, like you said. Yeah, and and, and this is a real game that really sucks, and, and it sucks for how we were looking at Josh Heupel and one of his worst coaching performances because the play calls of the first half weren't weren't bad. You know, until you get in the red zone, there's some questionable stuff. But I mean. I don't know if we just need to script the whole freaking game and not even care what the defense does because the dude can script a first drive. He can absolutely and, script and the, first the drive, drive right before the half. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the deal is there, but he gets one of Joe Milton's better performances until he's forced to operate without the running game. I felt like we abandoned the running game too soon. Jalen Wright's incredible. He, he, yeah, sure. We know he can gain seven yards of carry, but expecting that against a team like Alabama or even expecting that. I guess a team like AM is is far stay with it. Yeah. You just make them respect it. it. Like make them at least say we have to stop it because you know, we talked about it with uh I mean you saw how deep when they were in uh when they weren't in man to man coverage, how deep the the safeties played. The teams still fear Joe Milton's deep ball, no how no matter how many times it's hit. They're still playing back. They're still not gonna get beat over top. Like that's their one rule. And that 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 looks like their one single rule on uh, for a secondary. Make them at least say we have to keep guys in the box. Instead, we get down and we abandon everything. And now it's Joe Milton's not that good. Yeah, and, and Dylan Sampson needs to play more. I, I don't know. I don't know who I, I don't loses understand. reps, but he needs to play more. I don't understand not having a speed option in there and not having Dylan Sampson on the field for it. Well, I don't understand. And then we Dylan... hand, we hand off to Dylan Sampson on for the two right yeah, up the middle. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that. Uh, Dylan Sampson for as good a running back is, he's still not a great pass protector, not as good as Jabari and Jalen on obvious passing downs. I don't understand that having, I don't understand having Dylan Sampson in. I don't get it. Like there's again, I just questionable stuff that I feel like is on Josh Heupel and it just was not his best performance. As a head coach, and and last week wasn't either. He got bailed out uh, by his defense, but it it wasn't while, good either. While I, I agree, I think I gave credit and I stand by it. And I don't know why it didn't happen more sooner. Like I don't know why it didn't happen sooner in this game. Didn't happen at all. I guess really, he he slowed the game down when he saw what was going to win him the game. When you stop, when you when you can't score in the red zone, why are we still up tempo? Why are we still? I just don't get it. Like the game should have been slowed down well before the half. Sure, I know the last half. I'm not talking about the last drive. It was a two minute drill. You got to go, go, go. But we were still, we still were playing tempo when we had a 17 point lead, whatever it was, 13 point lead. We, uh, I think Tennessee is, they have six touchdowns in SEC play and they've been to the red zone 16 times. Yeah, which is incredible that you've gotten there, but you've got to finish them. Yeah. You've got to finish them. I mean, everybody, every Tennessee fan knew when they kicked that next or that second field goal that they're like, oh, God, that's going to come right. back. As soon as, as soon as we missed Jacob Warren, it just felt like, oh, God, that's going to come back and haunt us. Yeah, which we ran the same play or a very similar play that – 
you know, clear out. That's another thing. It's like, I know that wasn't a great throw, but make it, you got make to, it catch. You got to make catch. I mean, I I think one of the big takeaways for me is Tennessee still has a lot of holes on this team. And, I mean, we can blame whatever we want. We can blame development. We can blame recruiting. We can blame the previous staff, I guess, some too. Um, but offensive line, not great. I mean, when Gerald Mincy went out, it was Dane Davis, and Dane Davis looked like he had no clue what was going on. It was a tough day for them. It was not their best performance either, especially in the second half. I mean, ever, um, nobody played well in the second half. Yeah, wide receiver. I mean, it, it besides Squirrel White, it, it's it's been very underwhelming. Um, especially Which, after you, again, you lost Brew McCoy. I don't hate taking a shot at the end zone first time there at the end of the second half, but no offense to Caleb Webb. I'm not trying to just hate, but to Caleb Webb. That's who we go to. And I know you lose Brew, so you don't have an obvious guy, but you still have Ramel Keaton who can catch 50-50 balls pretty well when he can catch them, which he did want, did catch a 50-50 ball yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, he just needs somebody on him, I guess. Yeah, you do that to Caleb Webb. That's yeah. your play call. And that's not, I mean, that Joe Milton didn't, that was going to him the whole time. That was the play. Similar to people were mad he didn't throw it to Jabari. And I immediately on that Jacob Warren play, Jabari might not get in, but he's at the you know one inch line. I immediately yelled, throw it to Jabari. And then I said out loud, that's not his first read. He can't throw it to Jabari. Like everyone's like, Jabari's wide open. That's not his first read. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. And he and like he he probably doesn't score. So I mean, that's not on Joe Milton. Yeah, but uh, I mean, getting I mean, in the second half, they shut down Squirrel White and they're gonna make another wide receiver beat him, and no one could get separation. I mean, that was bad. I mean, I hate to harp on on a kid, but Dante Thornton, I mean, that was that was scared. You were absolutely scared. And the guy was coming at you like from where the ball came from. It wasn't like he was coming like you saw him the whole time. Right. And you still like got uh T Rex arms when you try to catch it. And, I, mean, I mean, he's he's been an absolute no show, and that that's that's killed Tennessee's depth at wide receiver a ton. Dante Thornton had one hit him literally in the chest, maybe the crotch. Sorry, yeah, and didn't catch it. So yeah, that that's been an issue. I I don't think we're just exceptional at tight end. I really don't. Um, and that's I think McAllen Castle has played well at times. He's also had some issues. Um. But I just don't think Tennessee has an all-around tight end that's playing right now. Now maybe it's Ethan Davis in the future. Hopefully he is, but he he hasn't played, so I have no clue. And just like the the Nico thing, it's like, yeah, let's let's pack it up. Season's over. Let's go to Nico. Get him ready for next year. What kind of message does that send to your entire team? Yeah, I mean, that's made go- up of a lot of seniors. If you go to Nico, Nico's got to be the guy. He's got to be better than Joe Milton. And I don't know. I've seen him. I've seen him play like ten snaps yeah. this season. But the, just like, if you're going to make a change at quarterback, it should have been like, I don't know, after Florida. Yeah. After A and M. I mean, I know you won that game, but Joe Milton didn't play well. You can't do it after Joe Milton was your best player. Yeah. This this would be a, another interesting. You know, people didn't. People said conceded to not wanting to do it against Alabama on the road. Not that Kroger Field is anything like Brian Denny. 
nothing, but it is a road game. It's a winnable road game. Mm-hmm. And again, if you make the switch, this can't be, oh, he's just as good or he should be just your quarterback behind him has to be better than what you currently have. If you make that switch, it can't yeah. be maybe could be. He has to be better. I know you're saying, Caleb, how would we possibly know that? Well, the coaches are there seven days a week with these guys. They'll know if he's better or not. And that's when you make that switch. And I'll eat crow if next year it looks like Nico was obviously the guy the whole time. Gladly. But I don't know what evidence we're going off of. Everyone's saying prepare for the future, prepare for the future. This season's not over. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing is like if you go to Nico after that game, I feel like you send a message to your entire team that hey, we're 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 done. But that—that's why I'm saying if he's—he's got to be head and shoulders, shoulders better because then you're not sending that message. Like he's yes. got to be correct. He's got to be better. It can't be. We'll and that—that's how I think. Year. Like, I mean, in practice, I don't know how he is in practice, but to me, if if there was a clear cut guy who should won the job, it should have been Nico. Yeah. From the get from the jump. Yeah. But I feel like if you go to Nico now, just trying to get to him some reps for for next year i mean how, how are you gonna guys like squirrel wide that would probably start for alabama how are you how are you gonna go to him and be like hey come back next year believe in us he's like you just quit mid-season on me i'm going somewhere else i'm going to the transfer portal yeah and i i you know a lot there's a lot of things joe Milton's not not played great football season um but i mean a lot of things that just aren't his fault that are getting blamed on him. And part of that's just being the leader of the football team. But this coaching staff's got to help him out. These third third down, these fourth down calls that we're not getting plays into him, which he's got to be faster. I, he's got to be faster and getting the play in. You, you saw Jalen Miller at one point. He doesn't – he steps back up to the line to make a call with five seconds left and he gets a ball snapped. Joe's not that fast. He's got to be faster. But he's – you're not doing him any favors getting him to play in with seven, ten seconds left. No favors. Yeah. Our coaching staff's got to be better in those situations. Yeah, Tennessee's three for 13 on fourth downs this season. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I love – One for six on fourth and two or less. Yeah, and I, I love not playing the analytics game all the time, going off field. But, again, like the, the one that, that we were talking about earlier just didn't feel right. Like, I don't know what the feel was. And, again, it's kind of why, why I like being in the stadium. I don't know how the stadium felt. But I, I didn't feel right, and, and analytics yeah. would have told you absolutely not. Um, well, your so defense I, bails you out of one, and then yeah. the next one costs you seven points, right? And, and so, but we got to be better. It doesn't help our offense doing that. Um, it it was just it was a bad performance all around. Josh Heupel's worst. Hopefully, you see a bounce back at Kroger Field. Um, it twenty seven unanswered is just inexcusable, yeah. no matter what occurred. Also, in the fourth quarter, why is James Pierce on the sideline? Why Why is there times when Alabama is rolling? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, Caleb Perry's in the game. And no offense to Caleb Perry, but, like, Elijah Herring is, is playing really well right now. He should he should be in the game. When crunch time, I'm, I feel like you're – when you're switching out these guys like this, that's when I feel like Alabama just caught them. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Roman Harrison, but he's too small to be playing that many snaps. 
Yeah, and I think that boils At down that to position. This, was, this was just not the staff as a whole's best day either. Again, it all goes back to Josh Heupel, but Josh Heupel's not making the decision to put James Pearson there. That's not his call in the middle of that game. And you can say it should be, but Josh Heupel should be better at his job Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and making sure he's in the game there. We can have that conversation, but he's not the one putting James Pierce on the field in those situations. Yeah. And and you can hate Heupel right now, James, if you'd like to. And I saw someone call for Heupel to be fired. I hope that was just emotional in the moment. If they're serious, they can literally just F off to many places. That is the dumbest take I've ever heard. Josh Heupel had a poorly coached game. It's going to happen. It sucks it happened when it did. It was absolutely an atrocious second half. But he's shown way more positives than negatives. Yeah. I'm disappointed in yesterday. Overall, as as a head coach, he has done very well. I mean, let's look at the guy on the other sideline. That idiot last year threw it twice instead of just giving the ball to Jameer Gibbs, one of the best running backs in the country, to run the clock down to zero and give his guy a chance and send it to overtime if he didn't make it. So if we're going to sit here and pretend like great head coaches and hypo to be determined in the great category, great head coaches don't make dumb, boneheaded mistakes that cost teams games, then you're an idiot if you don't believe that. Period. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know. I I keep going back to the the Joe Milton Nico thing, and it's like, I mean, if, what if Nico comes in and he's not great? Are are we calling for Gaston Moore at that point? Like, I'm calling what? for Gaston Moore right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm calling for oh, good point, Landon. I don't know how we forgot about him. I'm calling for <laughs> Gaston Moore right now. Yeah. I'm on the freshman out there, Gaston Moore. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's the, that's part of this fan base. Um, They, they ride their highs real high and their lows real low. Part of being a fan, you're, you're not along, you know, as much as we want to feel like we're, we're along for the ride Monday through Friday, we're not, we're, we're along for the ride on Saturdays. And that's the only thing we see. And it's the only thing that matters. And it it is the only thing that matters. W's and W's and L's. That's it. That's the only thing we see when you look back 20 years, when you look back one year. It's all you see, but it, I don't, it's just, you can't, and it's hard to say just, you know, patient in the right word I'm looking for, but this is still a good football team. They're far from great. They're far from great, but it's still a good football team that has a chance to win a lot of, lot of games in front of them against other good football teams. Yeah. I mean, th- things need to be fixed. You, you got to find some help at wide receiver. Um, Joe's got to be better. Defense, you know, the, there was just a lack of pass rush in the second half. Um, yeah. Alabama made adjustments. Tennessee didn't make adjustments. The Alabama adjustments um, is, is what it seemed like watching on TV yesterday. It and is. if you weren't sweating going into halftime, going the best, the, one of the best head coaches in college football of all time, especially at, at at uh, at adjusting, at you know, coming out of the second half, and, and making moves that that wins football games. If you weren't sweating that again, you're an idiot. And I'm not saying that excuses Heupel's losing. Doesn't ex- definitely doesn't excuse 27 straight. But if you didn't know 
that Alabama was going to play a lot better in that second half, then you just don't watch football. Oh, I mean, ultimate jinx. They put up the graphic of Josh Heupel is 22-0 and 0 and <laughs> leading at the half. I mean, it was inevitable what was about to happen in that second half. Yeah. Um, man, that sucked. It was tough. It was it was brutal. It was um, it was awful. Um, and it's one of those things like Josh Josh Heupel's got to learn from this. He's got to learn from it. We can't see a mistake similar to this again. And you're past it. The, and, and you talk about like getting things fixed. The fix isn't to blow everything up, like we've said. Yeah. You can't just like all right, we're starting from zero. Maybe just never do like. The, the bunch up formation on offense. Let's start there. And just yeah, we can blow that, that up. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be fine. But I mean, it, again, just like how fickle are we to forget that this offense did look a lot better in the first half? Like we are, there is mild improvements, and and we want to blow it up. Yeah, like and everyone's saying they're don't they're not saying that you, you, the changes everybody wants to make, blow it up. Yeah, I mean, just a few years ago, we we won three games. And now, I mean, there was people on Twitter last night wanting to blow up everything and just be like, this season is a wash. You know, we're out of the college football playoff. Guys, four teams go to the college football playoff. We had a Heisman candidate last year and still didn't make it there. Um, And it was one of Tennessee's best years in, what, 20 years? Probably. And it was because of a bad performance. Yep, should have been in the playoff. Um, and it sucks, but the season's not over. I mean, you can't just say like, "Let's let's get to next year." I mean, you could still win ten games, and, and well, they're like, "Oh, this team isn't winning ten games." I mean, if you play like you did in the first half, you can beat anybody. James Alex Golish isn't a coach at Tennessee anymore. Golly, <laughs> just, just stop. Yeah, let's chew him out. Somebody get him on the line at USF and call him. <laughs> chew him out for leaving. Yeah, actually, I do agree with that. <laughs> I do agree with that. Uh, one other thing I kind of want to point out. Secondary. Rough game. Rough game. And part of that is Kamal Haddon leaving, but – this is not going to be. This is not. It's not just Kamal Hadden. When I say this, it, it, the entire secondary can't tackle for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, just getting but, leverage. But, I mean, couldn't couldn't even do that. Couldn't even just like stay where you need to be. Stay home. And our pursuit wasn't great, but my God, give our pursuit a chance. Yeah, give them a chance. That that was the most getting beat to the outside is just atrocious. And it wasn't like it was like a reverse or something like that. It was just a no, literally yeah. Yeah. running back handoff, and you couldn't stay yeah. exactly where you started on the play. Just stay there, and he has to go inside of you. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a rough game on that. I mean, th- their long touchdown, McDonald falls down. Safety's nowhere to, to be found. Um, the play before that, when they had that big run to open up the half, Jalen McCullough just – the run fit just wasn't there. Gone. 
Yeah. It's so sad. Yesterday was so sad. Yeah. All around. I mean, yeah, just a poor second half from just about every position on the field. We had them in the first half. I'm not going to lie. If that ref wasn't from Tuscaloosa, it probably would have ended that game at halftime. That's what a that's what a nice honorable man would have done. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah, I've never seen four quarters of football ever played in my life. That's the first time. No, oh, shocker. I find it in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's <laughs> an astute observation. All right. I need to I'm gonna have to click off these. It's getting Sorry for just text me guys that I want to see your comments for. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered everything in the first three. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? No, I mean, go in at Kentucky. Go in. I mean, this is a very winnable game. I know a lot of people want to point to, you know, the road game, blah, blah, blah. Tennessee's won by scoring, what, 43 on the road against Kentucky before. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a great Kentucky team. They run the football well. Um, Tennessee also stops the run very well. It's about it um, in terms of offense of what they do well. Um, they, you know, they they are going to have – they are going to be up for this game. And I'm not calling their Super Bowl. Kentucky fans, chill. But this is a rivalry game. Until Sunday. It'll be their Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll be their Super Bowl for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough game, but it's a very winnable game. And, and Tennessee's, you know, we talked about putting four quarters together. Tennessee usually plays a, a really bad first quarter. That's been kind of the storybook for the season. Just happened to be two on Saturday, and it was tough for that reason. Um, you got to find a way to play four quarters of football, man. You can't have, I don't expect you to play 60 minutes super clean. That's really tough to do. Um, but you got to find a way to not have 15 minute lulls. Like you can't 30 minute lulls. You absolutely cannot. You cannot win football games with 30 minute lulls. Yeah. You lose to just about every team in the country with that mm-hmm. way. I mean, and we're talking about a team with the talent that Alabama has. Yeah. Tennessee can't. I mean, it seems like they're last year's basketball team where they go on this run of just where they can't throw it in the ocean. Yeah. And that's what it feels like at times. We have one quarter or yesterday it was a whole half where we just can't do anything. Yeah. Florida was a big one. Um, I think Austin B had one. South Carolina had one. Texas a and I don't know what that offensive game plan was, but it wasn't good. Here's the thing about Kentucky. You've played two really good defenses the past two weeks. I know Kentucky's defense is pretty good. They're not as good as either one of those teams. They're not. Like, they're, they're truthfully not. And But, again, if you if you can't run the ball for for two quarters for whatever reason, like, then their defense is going to look really – they're going to look just as good as those two. Yeah. So, figure it out. Figure it out. All right. I need something. Calm me down. I don't know what it is. Well, let's hear. Can we hear from Joe a little bit? Oh, yeah. I do want to hear from Joe, actually. 
Joe, get your ass in here. <laughs> Joe was in uh, Tuscaloosa yesterday, um, fighting a good fight. Joe, is that, your first, is that your first trip to Tuscaloosa? It is. It is my first well, Tuscaloosa trip. Well, welcome to the club of being real hopeful heading to Tuscaloosa just to get absolutely just demoralized, <sighs> pants dropped, embarrassed. Yeah. Get in there, bud. Yeah. Well, the worst part, I think, is – no, for, for the video, Start no, I, dude, <laughs> somebody, guys, AI is getting crazy. Someone's deep faking videos. And <laughs> I don't know, Some, yeah, that's messed up. Um, to think that I would ever do that, you know what? Um, yeah, I think the worst parts that I went down there not really thinking we were gonna win anyway, like that was really the I was like, you know what, like, I mean, sure. You know, in the back of my mind, I was like, we totally could. Hey, so, there's always a chance, baby. But, like, you know, I mean, I just did the usual thing I've done against Bama, even after last year, and I'm just like, we're going to lose. I'm going to have a good time and not make my entire 48, 72, whatever rest of the week revolve around the balls winning. Um, and, dude, I, I think I let it happen at halftime. I, like, I, I, I – by no means – I mean, I told every Bama I, fan I saw, I was like, we, we could be up 40 nothing. Like, we will blow this game. But sitting in, sitting in the concessions line, like it just, it was there for a second. I was like, oh my God, we might actually win this. And Did you have a cigar on hand just in case. That's on me. No, I actually forgot it. And I, I mean, you went ball at halftime, didn't you? There was about six Bama fans around me. There was, especially, I mean, there was one guy behind me that at halftime was like, hey, if y'all win, like just take this from me. I don't ever want to smoke this thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I had, I very nice reason, but. Um, there's, I mean, there's football and then there's Tuscaloosa. I'm gonna be honest. I heard a lot of bad things about Tuscaloosa going down beforehand. I've just heard people say bad things and think it was that bad of a town. Uh, that being it's not, said, it's not, it's not a bad town. It's, um, maybe I just went to the right areas. Cumberland's, it, it doesn't look anything like Cumberland. Like Cumberland is so just not in where it needs to be right now. Like I felt like I was at Disney world. Um, well, not- to be fair, uh, to be fair, before you hype up that area so fast, um, an Alabama basketball player was a part of a murder down there last year. So, mm. yeah, I'm let's, let's I'm not, not let's not get it too ahead of ourselves. What's your here. Uh, thoughts on gun control now that we got you on? <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk politics. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't need to. James jumping on me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I agree though. Um, Tuscaloosa is not bad, and and they're they've got a cool little setup too. Like, it, see what your thoughts. Like, they they feels like they have a ton of space like around their stadium. And I love Neyland, and it, it kind of makes the tailgating unique in that everything's kind of on top of each other. Tuscaloosa is more spread out, but it still has a bunch. Unlike South Carolina, which is spread out, has a cool stuff. It has like stuff near the stadium. I can't remember the name of that big bar that's like two blocks away. That's really cool. Um, you have you have uh, either Frat or Shorty Row, like right there. Like it's a cool, yeah. it's a cool stadium. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not gonna hype it up. I'm just saying, like, I went down expecting, you know, like Hattiesburg, and they have put a lot of. I mean, I guess it's what happens when an entire town is basically built on, you know, 20 years of being the dynasty football team in college. <laughs> um, I'm sure they just make that area look really pretty, and then all the suburbs are just trashy, but. I've, I mean, I live in the fort. Trust me, I get it. Dude, I, I dropped my friend off at the place he was staying. 
you shouldn't, that's not, that's not a college experience. You shouldn't be able to live there. There should be no, they write on their windows and stuff. It's so dumb because whatever. Oh, like just married? Like that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> on all the apartment windows because like, they actually have houses down there and like not like just, I don't know, just dumb. Anyway, you hit I'm thinking of it as like a bathroom wall. You know how like everybody writes on, on that? that? That's what it's like down there? They just write on the windows kind of like that? Just yeah, like a giant literally. bathroom wall? Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, that campus is way too far apart. That That is – I. There's just no – I mean, like, you have to – you can't walk anywhere. They have these stupid roll uh, crimson ride, they call it, and it's this ugly maroon-stained bus with these awful carpet Alabama seats that I refuse to sit on. Um, and you have to bus everywhere, and then, like, everything's so spread out and flat, and it sucks, but the stadium's kind of cool. Um, and, yeah, the area around the stadium's kind of cool too like the quad where you tailgate and stuff's like actually like a consistent spot everyone's got their tents up it's like it's like circle park on crack um and literally there, I mean, there's probably, <laughs> probably not, yeah literally i don't think there's probably a single piece of rust on bryant denny stadium again these all just come with the fact that when you are basically the face of college football for 20 years um yeah it doesn't have quite the history that's how it is yeah and that's my whole thing it doesn't seem very gritty in my opinion (laughs) it doesn't and that's the whole point so are you saying no troughs no troughs which is ridiculous lame no troughs and they got the urinals that are way too tight that you're like shoulder to shoulder (laughs) with a dude with no separation that's worse than that's worse than a trough yeah and i guess i don't know maybe you know my favorite people though in now that we're on this bathroom subject the people that like just like lean and have their hand up against the wall while they're peeing. I don't know why that's, that's you. A, that's a drunk move. That's a drunk move. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a drunk move. <laughs> I just, yeah. I feel like it's an old man move. They're like, oh, I gotta stretch out a little bit. The other thing with the bathrooms, dude, is if you go, am I wrong that you go, there's an entrance and an exit to a bathroom. So if you're walking down a strip of, of concourse, uh, concourse and you see a men's sign, and a women's sign, you would think the first two are men's and the last two are women's, like because it's how it is. It goes men's, women, men's, women's, all right next to each other. Like it's literally like all like in. I oh, there's a lot of confusion. Did you walk, walk into a women's bathroom? bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Yeah. First time I like like damn they don't even have urinals at all down here. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're all doors. This place yeah. is awesome. I was like, this is weird. Um, Everybody's doing coke, and I was like. I mean, it's hard to tell in Bama if they're men or women, but I was like, I'm 80% sure that's a woman washing her hands. And I was like, I think I might have just done this again. So you got to be better at that. You cannot be putting putting well, that close. I could have caught they, they, they don't see gender. They're just, you can yeah. go in whatever bathroom you want. That's, I'm sure honestly, we're in Tuscaloosa agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that, the biggest thing, I thought it was just, you know, we're having a good game. I was like, oh, it's, quiet in the first half like of course it's quiet and i'm loving it right that is the quietest environment i have ever been for any sports games and i've been to like philadelphia union games like come on that is when on the fumble six i think neilan probably and again i'm being biased because like in the student section it sounds so much louder in neilan but i've been to plenty games in neilan where i'm sat in upper bowl and away from really really loud people like near a bunch of geriatrics i it's louder on a third down stop on a given quarter at nine minutes in the second quarter against Missouri. 
It was so quiet, and they don't have a jumbotron. They don't. They yeah, just have like two ones in the corner. Two, yeah. two like miniature ones that you can't even see the play review from. And well, again, they don't want you to see the play review. Well, yeah, I mean, this is clearly, you know, that 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 the ref that you know he's a realtor. He probably helped you know locate. The, yeah, he, he helped sell the stadium. He, he zoned it so they couldn't get a jumbotron in there. Yeah. Um, it's built like an NFL stadium. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Lincoln Financial up in Philadelphia without a jumbotron. Um, it's just too clean. Everything in there is too clean. It's too nice. It's too too fancy. There's no grit. And for and I think you said it right. Like they, Bama fans wouldn't know what to do if they had a three loss season. Like I, there's just no. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm, everything, I'm everything, sure. As, as soon as they like took the lead, they're like, all right, well. We won. Let's uh, go home and start. I don't know, playing croquet or something. I don't know. Yeah, it it really. I mean, I had a good time. Shout out. So to what, the what you're describing, it was a shithole. <laughs> yeah, awful. No, okay. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah, golf carts sitting around out there that I. Yeah, I heard their just, golf cart seats are wet. That's so weird. Yeah, well, it gets dewy there in the morning, so. I thought it's just a little condensation. Um. But do shout out, as much as it hurts me to say, most of the Bama fans I encountered in the normal environment were were actually cool people. Probably that's because I talked to them when they were down 20 to 7. Um, and they were like humbled, maybe, but no, nah, you're you're just that's the typical. Yeah. Like 90% of the fans you meet are like actually cool. just genuinely okay, somewhat decent people. And then there's just Yeah, just like in in, in Neyland City, yeah. people will find a pocket and those will be the loudest people that go to complain online so it's just how it is you have a good percentage of fans that are a-holes and a good percentage of fans that are normal people and that's how it is then at every stadium i've been to yeah so i'm losing i'm losing brain cells trying to read james comments so i'm gonna do what you did caleb and just come yeah um when i was at alabama 90 percent of them like you joey were you know really nice and you know just hope you all have a good you know good time enjoy you know enjoy alabama um which i did not uh, and there was a guy who probably his first game, I'm going to assume, as an Alabama fan. Uh, that was the week after Nick Saban made the comments telling all of the fans to stay through the end of the game. And this is 2013. Um, I think it was Josh Dobbs' first start. Or no, he didn't start yet. He came in in that game. Um, we got our ass handed to us. And an Alabama fan, who, like I said, probably his first game, don't even know if he had Alabama gear on, got up to leave midway, you know, Probably the end of the third quarter, which again I do understand because hey, I'd beat traffic out too if I knew I was going to win every game. Um, he's letting every Tennessee fan have it, being the most obnoxious asshole in the world, and uh, that's that's usually those kind of fans that get to go to one game a year, usually the cheapest ticket, and uh, they got to let it be known that they're fans apparently and. I did let the guy know that his daddy told him to sit his happy butt down till the end of the game and cheer. He didn't like that. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Most of the students I met there, I would want to beat the shit out of, but like, <laughs> probably out of state I'm, students. They're yeah. Good. yeah. They don't, they're, they don't know. What no they're offense doing. to you, Joey. They in a sports coat. <laughs> hey, I pay in state tuition, baby. I was about um, to say, yeah, you probably do get in state. I get in state. Yeah. The pledges there. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, honestly, most people were good. A couple of people almost almost caught that caught that right hook, but I <laughs> was a very I was a very you good boy in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you don't want, you don't want to say it. Don't want to get out there. No. Hey, in happier news, we haven't heard an update. How much did your mom win on uh, Will of Fortune? Oh, I don't remember. Dude, I didn't realize how much they take out for taxes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say pre-taxes, yeah. Like yeah, she got, she got, yeah, like California takes some tax, and then she lives in Tennessee, so Tennessee takes some tax, and then there's like Dang. government taxes for being on a game show, dude. You win $12. <laughs> I think it was like, ended up being 55, 60% of what she won, which 63, something like that. I don't remember. I don't want to speak. Was it all cash, or did she, Will of Fortune has like, you win a free trip to Maui, right? They have those kind of yeah. Places. We got yeah. She got a, yeah, and of course the week she got a trip to like South Dakota, which is crazy. Oh, um, interesting. But it's in the Badlands, which is cool. She said she'd yeah. take me. I was like, all right, I've been there before. You know, I think if you actually took some time around there, you could see some really cool stuff. So, yeah, Badlands is cool because you yeah. can just there's no hiking trails. You can just do whatever you want. Not yeah, do whatever you true. want for the people who would literally trash the place, but go wherever you want. I should say. Yeah, it's pretty. It's just unrestricted like nature yeah. formations cool. um so yeah i mean i don't think i've ever watched that show and it not been to like the maldives yeah. or something but yeah it's, it's crazy barely can so maybe it's rigged <laughs> maybe so we're not needing to bring up that point but yeah she crushed it shout out mom yeah landon wants landon wants my mom on the show not happening <laughs> yeah let's get her on the show We've been saying we want a Wheel of Fortune guest forever, and you're, now you're going to rob us of that? That yeah. was when we started this show. We That was one of our goals is to have a Wheel of Fortune winner on the show. Mom's you know, pod for free. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, free, no free ads. No free sponsorship. Yeah, no. <laughs> Forget it, Pat. Say, Jake. It's going to happen. All right. Well, while you're in here, let's let's get Dylan in here to, to recap college football. And uh, overall, right? A good week's tale. Dude, we need yeah. to figure out what overlaps we have to figure out if it is a good week to tell. Dude. The officials screwed me in the Iowa game. This wasn't a log, but I did pick Iowa to win in a lot of my parlays. And did you see the touchdown that they wiped away? This has nothing to do with Tennessee officials, I promise, in this complaint. I said I'm not going to complain about officials. In my, my entire life watching football, and every rule book states it, this – Hand above shoulders, side to side, is a fair catch signal. An invalid fair catch signal would be this. That would be an invalid fair catch signal. I only waved once. You have to go back and forth. Well, this would not be an invalid fair catch signal. Telling them to get away. A universal sign in every level of football. Hey, guys that can't see the ball, move. That's not an invalid fair catch signal. Why why is that confusing to officials who officiate the game? Has nothing to do with Tennessee game. Did that happen in the Tennessee and, game? I don't know. And one of one official is like on a punt, he is looking at that player the entire time. How, like what are you watching? I don't know, dude. I'm so confused. I was so confused by that. How does that get called? I mean, everybody points to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's always been. Yeah, and he catches it on the bounce and runs it back, and they go. it's unreal. Unreal. I mean, we're just trying to get some offense in this Iowa game, and they, or some points, I shouldn't say offense, and they just took that away from us. Unacceptable. 
burn at the stake. Mm. And then you have Michigan. They, they wouldn't have even won 49 or nothing if they weren't stealing signals. I mean, what is what is college football anymore? What is there even integrity in the game? No, there's not. I cannot wait to get that full story. It's going to be awesome. Have you like read anything about it? Um, not a whole lot other than it was like a, it started a couple years ago. Yeah, apparently, and I mean, obviously, Michigan's going to frame it. Michigan's going to frame it as he went rogue. Yeah, which, sure. which honestly, it sounds like Harbaugh at least like got he's at least you know a couple degrees removed from it where they could probably claim that pretty easily. But apparently, he went out and hired guys himself to go to opposing teams' games and scout them, like scout their signals, which is insane. Who are you hiring? Is it guys you trust? Or you just putting out like Craigslist ads? <laughs> I can't wait to read the story. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to subscribe to The Athletic because that's probably who's going to have it. <laughs> Don't be too uh, good on Harbaugh. Dude. He died He died a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> too hard on the guy. It's true. Uh, There's State. a lot of close calls this week in college football. Like There were. Teams. Texas almost lost. Washington probably should have lost. Oklahoma probably should have lost. Oklahoma, or at yeah. least should have gone to overtime. What was that? Speaking of bad play calls, yeah, that was Shane Beamer esque. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State sucks, but I was kind of right in that Ohio State sucks too. So Ohio State sucks. Yeah, that was. I hate Penn State, but Ohio State sucks. That might have been one of the uglier games of the weekend, and I watched I watched every second of a game that one team gave up twenty seven unanswered points. Or twenty, yeah, twenty-seven straight. I don't understand, like, like playing those style of games seems like. I mean, I'd rather get beat like thirty-eight to twenty-one than lose twenty to twelve, probably. In the yeah, way, those that, aren't those aren't fun games to to lose, but they're they're fun games to win, as we experienced last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I thought we were just going to get field goals the entire time. I was surprised somebody actually scored a touchdown. Hey, they just love special teams. I don't know why you're so mad. Penn um, State did get one taken away, though. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I didn't see it happen, but yes, I saw it happen, I guess. However you want to say that. I mean, it was, I guess, the right call, but it does suck. It does suck, yeah. Um, but they called it. It's crazy what happens when you throw a flag. What can happen? <laughs> Don't don't give them ideas, Landon. Good God, um, Duke. What about? I mean, I listen that fourth quarter, that second half, not good. But they gave Florida State a run for a minute. Yeah, Riley Leonard played in this game, went yeah. out with an injury again, but um, I think he's their only hope. Is yeah. that he's he's healthy enough to play in a game? Was it? And it was Arizona State, Washington too. What that Washington just mutilated a wide receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what's called? <laughs> yeah. Know that feeling. Um, North Carolina goes down to Virginia. Was Virginia what a great happened? win? What happened? I didn't watch any of that game. What happened? Dude, Do you know? Had the resume, baby. That's a huge <laughs> win. Our, our rules for this entire locks thing has been bet against Virginia. And for me, has been bet UNC because they've just happened to be <laughs> either if it's not against the spread, it's in the over under. Like either way, it works. Those two combined, I thought that was the lock of the century, and it wasn't even close. Well, I mean, it was, I, I it was a perfect storm. storm. I bet it too, Joey. I, 
It wasn't one of my locks, but I, I bet it too because I thought yeah. there was no way. And they played Musket, which I thought the other quarterback was better, but I mean Musket got him a top ten win, so I can't I guess argue. Between that and Coastal Carolina, uh, I mean Butch Jones isn't good at football. We they lost to what sixty points earlier in the season. Like I know that's not how college football works clearly, but Caleb's a big Coastal guy. I'm trying to ride the high vibes. I did abandon Coastal this year. I'm That's sorry. Fine. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm on their ship. It's just like I'm trying to ride. I try to ride positive uh, podcast vibes, and I don't know. I don't I know. Like I'm, I, we're, we're in like what week eight, and I just still don't have a betting strategy yet. You just couldn't get the hook. <laughs> you got to get that yeah. nine and a half. Yeah, I just. Got, I gotta. I gotta be finding them earlier than Thursday. I gotta be doing like after this. I'm probably gonna have my locks in by midnight. Perfect. You're a college student. I mean, you procrastinate. It's in your blood. Yeah. I'm about to just – I don't know. Just quit school? Well, that, but I think I might, just start <laughs> I might just start doing the Thursday or Wednesday games. Like, dude, that FIU-Sam Houston game was just awesome. I wish – like, why is that – this should have been one of my walks. Yeah. Yeah, we need to start bet on betting th- on those games. I bet on a Thursday game because there's James Madison and forgot to get it in, so I'd have taken a seven and a half. Thankfully, they covered. It did hit. It did hit. That was a, that was a good. Yeah, I told that they're the they're the they're the system they're right now. They're hot until they're not. They're hot. Right. <laughs> um, hey, top twenty five. They're hot. Yeah. Uh, Utah, dude. What about them? I thought about putting way more money on that game, and I should have. I did like double. I guess I doubled down when they were still they were up seven. And they were still like plus one ten. So I doubled down. Dude, how stupid! I mean, I know Caleb Williams won a Heisman, but like, he could have stayed at Oklahoma and like been in the potentially the college football playoff. Lincoln Riley, baby, man knows two things: barbecue and football. About equally the same. Yeah, just kidding. He's actually a pretty good football coach. He just USC man. It ain't he doesn't. He doesn't know defense. He does not know defense. He doesn't know enough ball. He knows a little (laughs) bit of ball, not enough. You know, roughly half. Yeah, LSU. Um, did y'all see that game? No, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's, I mean, I saw they played. Yeah, I was about to say that's an act of terrorism for sure. Yeah, um, you can't. Yeah, you gotta at least let them score a little bit. <laughs> I was watching the SEC Rewind or whatever this morning, and like they show the Jaden Daniels. All they're Jaden Daniels. And I was like, guys, calm down. Those are our nation's heroes. <laughs> like, <laughs> golly, he didn't score on Ole Miss or something. Chill. Ron Kelly hates the troops. Confirmed. Verified. Hey, Air Force is seven and zero, and they had a ninety-four yard reception, a pass in the air, like <laughs> off the ground. They caught, are Air Force. Caught by a receiver that. that was thrown by a quarterback in the air. I, if you would have told me that was happening, I wouldn't believe you. But yeah, shout out. I mean, Army and Navy are not doing that. Who was doing it's Air Force? Army started throwing the football a little bit. They're not triple option anymore, right? I mean, they lost six. I, I think they they run a triple option, but like primarily yeah, a they, shotgun. They run like a multiple thing where they can actually like run plays out of the shotgun. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yep. Same quarterback as well. Four for yeah. nine. Air Force might go undefeated. Schedule looks pretty. Schedule's looking. Schedule's looking light. Playoff. So they got Colorado State, Army, Hawaii, UNLV, Boise State. 
if you leave Air Force out of the college football playoff, is that like, I mean, oh, yeah, that's Biden might do something about that. I don't think that's, that's not cool. Biden, you gotta show Putin what's up. Don't get political in him. Um, we just lost half our viewers. Yeah, we we should print right off saying the force deserves to be in the college football playoff. Do what? Air Force should be in the college football playoff. I agree. They go undefeated, they should be in there. You can't deny them. Yeah, done deal. We should just go back to – I mean, the college football playoffs should just be – you have to be uh, undefeated and nothing else matters. You just pick uh, – you take however many teams are undefeated in D1 football and then put them in maybe like a lottery. We'll do like a lottery on the Thursday before they announce the bowl games and we might get some crazy Georgia-UNLV matchup or something. I don't know. Yeah. You, know, you know what is like really crazy about this though is like if this was next year, Air Force would probably be in the college football playoff, like legit. Yeah. Probably in the 12 team. Yeah. Is that how I thought they pushed that back again? Is it true? I think it's I think I, I thought that they did consider pushing it back because the whole pack 12 minus 10 situation. Hmm. But I that's just rumors. I, it, yeah. It, I, I don't, as of now, I think it's still supposed to be 2024. Gotcha. I mean, I've already penciled in the Vols to be in the 12-team playoff, so, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, Nico, I mean, I don't know. Really like, it's going to make the season exponentially more fun, though, being able to still have two losses on your record and be like, weird. Okay. If we, if we Like, in the, right now, Florida and Bama losses, if you went out and you somehow beat Georgia, you're 100% in the playoff. Well, yeah, especially, like, playing in the SEC and, and us. Yeah. We have to play Alabama and Georgia. Um, and next year we got to play Oklahoma, which they look like a top-five team. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably going to help. All right. Have faith. We have some questions. Bring it down, Landon. All right. Well, I guess let's get to those. Um, at Ethan the Vols guy says, uh, question for the pod tonight. Why did it feel like Heupel had 100% confidence in Joe for most of the first half to seemingly being terrified of him in the second? Wow. That is a great question. Yeah, I don't have a great. I don't, I don't know what happened to the play calling. Truthfully, I don't even have a good guess what happened to the play calling. Yeah, I mean, we, we went from like throwing slants and throwing out routes to to not being able to do any of that. I don't know if they just took away the the short stuff and you know just tried to make us throw some intermediate intermediate passes, and we didn't. I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was anything too like, like it wasn't usually like where like you you know the play calling is consistent and then it's just you know the bear team comes out in the second half and and you know figures it out like it was again I I tried to watch as close as I could to you know actual football stuff at live in the stadium but you guys know that that just never happens as much as when you can actually see it you know on TV um, at least from my perspective um, I agree. But you kind of get like, lost in the momentum of the game. Yeah, it's just you know you're turning like you're getting excited. Like at least on TV, you can just I don't know. Um, but it, it did it it did feel like a whole different. I mean, those were two literally different games. The momentum, the energy, the play calling, the confidence. There was almost zero confidence within the first five minutes of the second half. Obviously, we they went down and scored right away. It's 
But I feel like the same thing that happened. I don't know. I mean, again, it's not like COVID. I mean, I don't know. Same thing kind of happened with South Carolina last year. It's like you just you got behind what seemed to be the motivational, you know, and you, you lost it. Yeah, you kind of played not to not to lose. I feel like, but also you abandoned the run game. Yeah, you're you're right. Earlier, I don't know why Johnson's not just. I mean, again, it's so simple to look at it just as X's nose. Um, and trust me, I know that every single member of that coaching staff knows a thousand times more football than I will ever. Um, but I would maybe a podcast, maybe a Vols coaching staff podcast, and we do it. <laughs> Code names and we use we don't give any real yeah. plays, but just give me a synopsis and give me something to feel good that you maybe do have some meaning. I like this. Yeah, just like a anonymous Q and A. So so we're still like on here, but we have a coach come on and we like change his voice. Obviously, mm-hmm. his his picture isn't there, and we ask him like questions about like players and stuff. I like this. This is a great idea. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm cranking. cranking That's why we pay you the big bucks. Yep. Tim Banks did tell us he just damned us thanks. Oh, that wasn't real, Tim Banks. But I got it. Was I got it? So Tim Banks is in, even (laughs) though he's anonymous. (laughs) Yeah, I got a notification, and I was like, "Why did he tell us thanks?" And then I like clicked on the profile or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah." Our first guest is is not Tim Banks, just so you know. We just do like the outline of him too, and it's so clearly Tim Banks. <laughs> <laughs> we put his name up in the yeah the corner, Tim Banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could never. Oh, well, we would mess that up so quick. I mean, we almost we almost we almost, un- we almost un- unmasked Smokey live on cam. Well, not live, thank God. But I mean, <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Um. To- he, Ethan has a couple more questions here. He says, is this the first game in the Hypo era that it feels like he is the reason we lost? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sole reason, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, yeah, everything comes back to him. It's definitely his worst game as a play caller. Yeah. Everything comes back to him in every game, but when you're saying, like, I think his decisions directly, like, determine the outcome, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, he also says, why as a college football, why as college football fans have we allowed the people in charge to worry about the ability to squeeze in four or five more commercials <laughs> every game instead of fixing actual problems oh. such as refs? I don't know, man. You think I'm spending more money on tickets? That should be enough, but it isn't. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get a with our ticket prices going up a little bit. Maybe we can afford to you know, pay officials a little bit more where they actually, like, want to do this job. Um, that's probably a good start. We can probably know. do it. It's a serious issue, and, you know, here Greg Sankey's over there just cashing checks left and right, and he, it, it doesn't seem like he's worried about it at all. He's still making money, so it doesn't – we're still watching the games – we can complain all we want to, but I don't think he's on Twitter, so it doesn't matter. I just think and I, I don't know why the SEC officiating is a page because I'm sure they never read it. It probably just goes to like an inbox that just is constantly just deleting every time it gets one. I kind of hope they don't. I've sent some very damn, some very <laughs> nasty things. Just kidding. No yeah, kidding. one of my. 
one of our buddies last night um sent out a tweet and got banned from Twitter. He says uh, he said I hope you're uh hope the plane that you leave Tuscaloosa oh, and crashes. Oh, <laughs> um that's why people shouldn't have Twitter after games. It should be like locked out until like hmm. a couple hours after. I'll ask you later, but I might have been wrong. I, know I thought it was suspended or banned. I guess suspended. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I think he's so it could be who I was thinking of. Um. Also, he says, uh, "What has happened with the wide receiver room? I know you lost Hyatt, Tillman, and Brew, but it is just rough outside of White." Anybody else want to grab that one? I mean, I not much on it, but I just. Uh, it's, I think it's just like maybe – well, I think a lot of it's perspective. We talked about, like, I think last year you didn't realize genuinely the talent until you're not in that situation to realize, like, you know, Hyatt. Even though Tillman wasn't, you know, as active as we wanted last year, that's still NFL talent. Um, we can – who on this receiving core active right now that played yesterday can you look at and be like, yeah, like we can be confident that, you know, that's an NFL talent. I'd – I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't not not obviously. You know, we can look at some of the younger guys, but you don't have even nearly enough of a sample source to have any confidence in saying that. Yeah, I I don't think you've recruited. I think you've recruited well. I mean, you have a five star committed right now, but I don't think you've like you've went out after some like high highly touted guys, but it just doesn't seem like you've re- recruited enough at that position. And I, I think there was a reason last year where you only saw three or four guys in that rotation. Yeah, that's kind of been verified. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Most important. <sighs> Most important. I'm just getting like sadder and sadder. Uh Joey, this one's kind of for you, but I love I love the Philly Philly accent. I believe this is Philly. Uh did y'all see this ref? Making his first Don Don calls. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a little play. Of course. Five yard penalty, still first down. Defense, number six, 15 yard penalty, the result, first down. Face mask, defense. That penalty be assessed on the kickoff. The extra point is good, still first down. <laughs> 10 yard penalty from the previous spot, result of the play will be a first down. I just like, I kind of can't believe like you. It's like you like purposely had to say Don that way. <laughs> uh, like it's, not, it's not Philly. Like, it's definitely like New York or like some sort of almost like. I thought that was like a South Philly accent. It's. I mean, I, that doesn't. I mean, Don Delco. Delco is technically the. Okay. Yeah. But I. There might be him in there, but no, that's yeah. not even close. To the Delco douchebag accent that. <laughs> I love Don though. Don. Don. Oh, that is fire! I wish every ref sounded like that. If if SEC ref sounded like that, I can we really go easier on him. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's how like that's a Tennessee first Don. Like that, I would get way more hype. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's. I feel like Illinois or like Chicago, like that could be Chicago too. It's up. Uh, yeah, I think I say Don in Chicago. I think Amy, he, does, I, Amy does. Does Don really? Yeah. Oh, never heard that. Like she says, Donna. She said, Donna. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
So it's kind of close, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's Don. <laughs> I like water. That's my that's one of my favorites too. Water. Water. Yeah. That's Philly. Philly and Jersey for yeah. sure. Water. Water. Uh, we do have one more question before we um all while everything says does Hypel's in-game adjustments or lack thereof were you all what positives in coaching did you take away from yesterday's game? Um the off look better in the first half outside of the red zone. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I mean great start and great into the half. Um but yeah, like in, in key moments just definitely didn't have the the play calling there. Yeah. Um and then yeah, at a halftime just didn't make adjustments and, and that's kind of what you saw at, was it Florida? Was it the third quarter that just got away from you? Second quarter really. Second I mean, quarter. Well that entire okay. game, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't know what it is about halftime. I, I I don't think it's a huge. Well, offensively, we just haven't looked good in, in the third quarter at all. Yeah, all season long. I mean, I'm just not overly concerned at the moment with Hypo. I think too many positives. I guess I'm upset about yesterday, but I haven't put it at the alert level yet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a game that we were, in fact, like 10-point underdogs in. <laughs> yeah, so. turns out Vegas knows. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I know you can be frustrated from seeing the first half versus the second half, but if we go in, like if you were to just take away, like if you were to even it out, right, if you were to say like, okay, we is we were this in the first half and they were here and then, you know, switch them. If you were to even, even it out and we lost by what we were supposed to lose by and it was just kind of like a slightly poorly coached, poorly played game, there's a lot of things that nobody would be talking about that they're talking about right now. It's just that you get up at halftime, you look so good, and then you come out in the second half against – again, this is Alabama. This is – you know, Nick Saban's not, you know, one of the greatest coaches in college football for a reason. Like, these are all things that I think we're just a little spoiled on, and it's really easy to jump on top of – I mean, Lanny, you nailed it. We were a three-win team however many years ago. Yeah. Did, this happens like we our standards I get last season was like the most insane thing ever but like and I'm, I mean I, we've all done it we're all spoiler we're like oh my god we're actually going to be Bama like we think that it's just there's a lot that has to happen between the, the big gaps that we can be consistent again before you can actually start freaking out and uh, yeah. call rivals firing and obviously that's just beyond ridiculous yeah. but even you know talking about coaching staff changes and players doing this and play calling and Joe Milton not being the guy like it's just yeah, I, I just like I just want to be frustrated at the game, but then I get on Twitter and I get so frustrated at everybody else's horrible takes that just sends me over the edge. Yeah, that's why um, I stopped Twitter for the most part. Yeah, I, I don't understand like how our when when did we become a national championship or bust? I mean, I, I don't understand that at no. all. Yeah, we have the standards that, and it's like, yeah, we're not we're not in the SEC championship. We need to you know get ready for next year. I mean, Georgia's in our division. Like they're the number one team in the country. It's it's gonna be tough to not only beat them, but then like not lose games and still be in the like you have to actually beat them out record wise and beat them out outright to get in the SEC championship. Yeah, and the, I feel like the worst part is that people are writing off the rest of the season. I understand that it's not fun and really 
feasible, especially like within 24 hours after the game. But Landon, you're right. You can still go really like entirely realistically nine and three, which again, when, since when is nine and three with a football team that a uh, granted after last year might look like a step down, but that's still a team that's trying to slowly progress back to like the best, one of the best teams in the country and return to its glory. Where has that become bad? And you can still literally like have a chance that Neilan's not just going to like not show up for the Georgia game. Like Neilan's going to be popping you. I mean, I know that if you look at how we played the second half last night, you're like, I don't think it's possible, but you go beat Georgia somehow and make it happen. And obviously you take care of Kentucky and Missouri and UConn, obviously everywhere you have to take care for the rest of the season. Or are we just being like, well, we couldn't be Bama in the second half in Tuscaloosa. Where no, like I, I know. the people that were saying that t- tonight and last night, they're gonna be right back on the wagon. So it's it's a consistency thing. And I know exactly who it is. I sat, I sat next to one of them last night. I love this guy. Mike, if you're watching, shout out. <laughs> Great. But I mean, literally from like the first snap, just talking about the refs the entire game. Like yeah. would not stop talking about it and then start talking about genuinely believing Nick Saban is like handing them cash live on the field. It's just sorry, I'm going on tangent, but no, you're good. Um I, I do think like Tennessee is going to be a favorite probably in the rest of the games going forward besides Georgia and maybe Missouri, but I don't think it's very – it's gonna, not going to be a big spread, but um, it will probably be a pick em game, and it, it, they might give Missouri some points just because it's at Missouri. But, yeah, Tennessee legit has a good shot. If you go win a bowl game to win 10 games, um, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I mean – yeah. I guess Vegas. Vegas says you should do it. Yeah. If we're looking at every game. So, suck it. Um, I have another most important. It is uh, Bears rookie quarterback Tyson uh, Badgett was playing Division II football last year at Shepard, and he beat the Raiders in his first NFL start. Also, his dad is like a – what is his dad? A – World champion arm wrestler. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Fire. Yeah, I heard like I heard maybe I was having the game wrong. I was driving back um, all day and just had red zone up on the on the radio. But pretty sure you had like sixty five family members at that game, something like that. Really? That they said that they had sixty something family members present at that game. Which I mean, if you got that many family members, you can't lose. It just can't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, and if your dad's a like like. World champion arm wrestler, he's got to have a cannon. Yeah. You don't fight that dude's dad. No. Or him. I mean, well, maybe you fight Southpaw him because he's probably only strong in one arm. You can actually. Oh, okay. You get him in a spot where he's got to go with you at the left, you can probably sneak him. That probably made his NFL draft stock go down. He wasn't as strong with his left hand. His his right hand was too strong. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> All right, any more most important? JMU, top 25, baby. Let's go. The NCAA is going to have no choice but to let him in the college football playoff this year. No choice. They still can't play in a bowl game, right? Correct, which is incredibly dumb. Do they get to next year? Like, when is that over? Uh, I believe next year will be the first year, yes. God. I believe. Yeah, it's incredibly dumb. I think um, the most important would have to be that security guard at Bama that absolutely laid the lumber. It was awesome. Yeah. How late was that after the game? What was going on? I don't know. Was, there was not a soul in the stadium, so I don't really know. No. At what point are you not rushing the field? You're just like kind of just 
the last fan there. I, and like, yeah, I don't know. You're, I don't even know if it's called like streaking anymore. At that point, you're just yeah, they're not, you're just trespassing. Only, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. This is a trespassing. It was, it was a walk on. He forgot. He forgot his <laughs> mouthpiece and got freaking laid out. Laid out. I don't know. We should take a look at him. Generational talent that that you can only get out of uh, security guards like that. That was definitely a nice hit, regardless of whether he needed to use whether whether it was excessive force or not. Is not to be argued. That was an incredible hit. Now the guy standing over him, classic DB behavior. Didn't even touch him, and and he's you know you got the dude in the blue just standing over him. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been a penalty. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple fails. I got a couple more most importants. Oh, I'll read them off real quick. Uh, Western Kentucky's um, helmets mm. with the uh, the big red logo. You didn't like them? I didn't see this. Like the, so, like the Grimace guy so, from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So, but every position group had a different like variation of him, like with the football. So, how like, do you have a different variation of a blob? So it's like, like him. So one's like him passing the football. One's running the football for the running backs. Offensive lineman got him in a three-point stance. Um, Interesting. I thought that was cool. Kind of like the Navy helmets a few years ago. I like the idea. I just I don't. But like the... not a sentimental. <laughs> yeah. So stolen valor, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, the gummy worm guy for uh, Rice. That I do like that. Yeah. Dude, can we? I I genuinely think we can. I looked at it today. We should get him on the podcast. I know you we know, can you know him. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know if he had a Twitter or something. You you said you we could well, get him. So, yeah, I tried for like five minutes. He didn't have Twitter. I tried to look him up and look okay. two articles to find a name. But yeah, maybe let's, let's try to get an email address from. Yeah. See if we can find out who that guy is. I love that his thing on his like his like badge. His work badge is just his team on it. That's awesome. Yeah, they need to give him a gummy, gummy work badge. Guy. He's not. He's not a. He's not a me guy. He's a team guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he needs to come on the show. It'd be awesome. We need, we need a Netflix special about him. I bet you he's got like a crazy past. He probably like started doing it like on his high school team. Like he was just a bench warmer and just was like had like he probably doesn't even like him. Our patch just know everybody else does. I don't know, man. I feel like you gotta really appre- at least appreciate gummy bears. Or, or maybe he doesn't eat them because it's for the team. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can eat them. It's one of those like you know, don't don't shit where yeah. you eat kind of deal. Like yeah, you know, you, it's part of his work. It's his job. He has too much respect for the game to to be eating those. Yeah, he's got a nice stash too. So good for him. Um, fails. Uh, yeah, I've got Dabo Sweeney. Um, okay. press conferences are. I don't think they were really ever his thing, but um, he this week he threw his quarterback completely under the bus, which I'm not against necessarily. But like, if your quarterback did just absolutely go rogue, like I'm not necessarily against just stating that. Um, maybe not a good look. And then I think saying your team's psychologist is on suicide watch, also so. not a good move. I mean, that is just wild that that came out of his mouth. That's the bottom five thing you could say. Yeah, I feel like that's Enjoy. not good for team morale. That, that's probably a pretty good joke, you know, when you and your buddies get back get back to the crib. Maybe not good in a press conference. Because I totally get, like, the line that he was trying to I mean, the whole – he was trying right. to hit the – I mean, again, five dudes at a bar, you nailed it. Like, that's a, that's a good little – 100%. Good little slip, slip it in for a one-liner punch line, but <laughs> – 
What are you doing, bud? Yeah. Yeah, I like that he got like two awkward, like, <laughs> yeah. Is it that that was just absolutely insane? I can't believe he said that. I thought it was, I, I saw a tweet about it and just assumed it had to be like, you know, some sort of wordplay, some mis, I, I don't know. But then I saw several and it was like, oh my God, this is real. Um, yeah. I've got Bo Nix is my fail. So, shout out. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, it's a fail. I mean, it could, I guess, yeah, it's a fail. So, Bo Nix on Saturday had his 54th career start, which is now the most ever by an NCAA quarterback. Sounds like a lot, but when you say that Bo Nix's first career start was against Justin Herbert at Oregon in 2019, Justin Herbert now has – 55 career NFL starts to as of today. Damn. But 54 football games, you play them once a week for a season, not year round. Like that is an absurd amount of time to be playing college football and still not be. I mean, has he won anything? Hey, overhit, baby. He won me some money last night. There you go. Give him a trophy for that. Let's send him. Let's send him a podcast trophy and let him at least get something in there. <laughs> he deserves it. Um, mine's mine's Blueface. Oh God! So Blueface was at the Rams game today, and is just like in a field level suite, just throwing up dollar signs and having girls just shake their ass and thongs. I mean, it looked like a strip club. It looked it's like. Not- it looked like a place John Morant would carry a gun into. Didn't this just happen last year at a hockey game? It's like basically the same thing. We talked about it. It's like a Canadians game or something, and someone was just basically, you know, laying yeah, it down maybe. in a suite. I mean, <laughs> it's like there's no way they let him back in the stadium ever. <laughs> I love that the people next to the suite, though, are just like have their cameras out. It's like, Grown men just have their cameras out. <laughs> Let me record this just so I can put it on Twitter later, yeah. just so I can prove it it's, happens. It's, it's blue face. It's not because the women. Add, add, adds it to their favorites on my phone. Yeah. <clears throat> um. My fail, and I, I thought about it a lot today. I had a lot of time while I was driving. I cannot name five other places, and that includes literally in hell for eternity that I'd rather be than in a football room with Taylor Swift, Brady Mahomes, and Jackson Mahomes. Like, I actually would rather be peeling my toenails off one by one. And then having to watch them do that little handshake and they're like Brady and Mahomes just being happy about literally anything. I know I'm being a hater, but watching TV, you can get over it because it's like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm like seeing a bunch of stuff. Listening to it like while you're driving and you can't see your phone, they talk about Taylor Swift more than I've ever heard in my entire life. Still, crazy. again, and then having the combo of them three and having to go on Twitter and watching the clips of them put Jackson Mahomes back in jail, at least get one third of them out of the way. <laughs> it was a good back. decision, it was a good decision by the NFL to lean into that. I mean, the ratings are oh, ridiculous, oh, for business purposes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. They'd be dumb if they didn't, but um, yeah, it's insufferable. Joe, I'm with you, you do sound like an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, Jason Kelsey's so much harder than Travis. Like, I don't even know why she would date Travis. Dude, honestly, though, Jason Kelsey might be my favorite NFL player. He's okay. Awesome. He is awesome. And see, look, I, know they're, they just I feel like you're trying the- too hard to be a football guy, though. Like, who's your favorite football player? It's a center. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> cool center, though. And uh, shout out. Push, push, Can you name another, another center in the currently in the NFL? Yeah. No, not currently. Uh, the one for the Saints. Uh, he was from Notre Dame. There's no way I pull that off the top of my head right now. There's not sure. Yeah, they, I couldn't. I probably do. What sucks, I probably do. Like if you said a center, popular one, I probably know him. I just couldn't pull it. I don't have that kind of pull. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Jeff Saturday. Still, he's still, he was a coach last year. Coach and center. He was, yeah. They wanted him to be the head coach. I thought they didn't. Well, people wanted they thought he would yeah he was in the running i guess you know how like my condoleezza rice yeah like yeah we have we have a coaching search there's like five names that like could get the job could i heard john green was in knoxville this week yes he was Mm -hmm. have you all seen the pictures of this referee no also this isn't the first time it's been mistaken if you google ken williamson referee Every fan base has complained about it. The exact same thing. But I think the only thing similarity they have is like their middle-aged white guys. Hmm. Remax Ken's, and I'm not hating, I've got big ears, but Remax air Remax Ken, his ears are ginormous. Like <laughs> unmistakably ginormous. Um, they do have similar, they do have similar smile, like face, like mouths. I'll give them that. But uh Ken Williamson referee. Kind of bug odd. Okay. Ken Williamson, Mac, Remax, Squint, Squinty Eyes, Normal Eyes, I guess. I don't know. They both suck. They probably both suck. One lives in Tuscaloosa, one is a terrible referee. Um, but it's funny that this mistake is made every time. But I feel like a pretty simple Google search would tell you. Because I was like, there's no way this is true. So I went on a Google search. I did get in an argument with someone on Reddit. They said, they you know, everyone was like, it's true, it's true, it's true. And I was like, it's like, I don't know for sure yet, but I'm pretty sure it's not. And I was like, for example, there's a LinkedIn for Kim Williams and the football ref. Like he says, like his, it's like a financial manager or something like that. I don't know. And then it's like, what are your hobbies or whatever? And it says he's a major college law ref or something like that. Mm. And I was like, this one says he lives in Tampa. And they're like, I can put anything on my LinkedIn article. That doesn't make it true. And I was like, Kind of like anything on the internet, like you're discussing right now. I don't know. So I'm not saying 100% not the same one, but all the evidence I found, it doesn't look. I just sent you all the pictures. You can kind of be your own judge. No, I I don't. I think they're, I don't think they're the same people. They do both look like a white dad in his 40s, early 50s. Which newsflash is not a rare. Not like, super rare. They no. are clean shaved. They are both clean shaven. They both have hats on in those pictures. They both have. Yeah, you can only see like half of a space. In both of these pictures. But I feel and like, like oh, we'll just Google Ken Williamson ref. I just like that one's a good one to see his ears and his eyes. So I thought hmm. we just gotta get this guy like a. Yeah, we need to get him on the pod. <laughs> I, we'll do it. If it is the real one, I will fight him. The Remax guy. Yeah. What if he comes on like wearing zebra stripes? Honestly, Remax guy should lean into it and be like, 
hey, come by home through me. Yeah. I helped Alabama beat Tennessee. Like, he should lean into it hard. Oh, yeah. Heavy. I would agree. Maybe do like a – oh, man, yeah. Do like some sort of brand deal. And just boost his boost his real estate. Yeah. Someone commented and they were like, he's a – he lives in Tampa but run – or he lives in Tuscaloosa but runs an Airbnb in Tampa. And I was like, oh, how do you know that? <laughs> Interesting. better with time, people. Please. I'm all good. I'm all good with like hating officials. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I it's just dumb to like tweet out. Stuff. I honestly yeah. just didn't do any research on it. I thought it was just true, but I didn't care because I would not be surprised if that were the case. I had he is a floor if it's if it's the one on LinkedIn, he is a Florida grad, which is notable. Okay. Um yeah. but yeah, I just it's one of those things. It's like I'm okay with like being mad at the SEC and being mad at officials, but I feel like it, we look real dumb when we're mad about stuff that's not true. Maybe I'm crazy. What was true is the things that were called in the game yesterday, and that's enough to be mad about, in my opinion. We don't have to make up stuff to be mad about. So, um, speaking of things that are absolutely absurd, did you all see what Michigan State put on put on their jumbotron last night? Is it the the Chargers fan lady? No, no Oregon. They Oregon. they did a trivia game. And they part of their fun trivia game that they did was in what uh, in what country was Adolf Hitler born with a picture of Adolf Hitler on their jumbotron. No shot. I swear to God, it wasn't even relevant to anything at all. They were just having a fun trivia game, Joey. You know that's fun. Where was I mean, this? it gets worse, like a little bit, a little bit more, like, huh? Where was this? This is Michigan State, and this is where it does like turn morbid and just like so out of touch and so dumb. Apparently, a I can't remember what they're called, but like a Jewish like priest, what I don't I can't remember what they're called, was murdered in a synagogue this weekend, this week as well when they did that. So you know, just super out of touch as well as like, hey fans, turn to this fun trivia board. Where was Adolf Hitler born? Text eight seven eight six seven three zero nine. For your answer, if you win, you get a free Michigan State T-shirt. It's like, was what? it East Lansing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, it's like called like something. I don't know. Maybe some. Yeah, no, the answer is Austria. Um, if you were wanting to know, mm. but yeah, just thanks for the what fun fact. Yeah, it's like, and, and it's then like also a, then we're gonna get our brains beat in forty nine to nothing. Well, and it's like, like it's a picture of Adolf Hitler, like just like being Adolf Hitler, like. It's like, oh, what man. are you doing? You didn't. We didn't need the photo. If you were yeah. gonna do that, we didn't need the photo. Could have done without it. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the KKK founded? Like, what? Like, where? <laughs> are we, what is the purpose of anything? Like, you are literally just what insane. Insane. I just, I, I would love to hear the announcer be like, "If you guessed Austria, you were right." Like, what are we? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Keep it consistent too. If you're gonna stick to German history or Austrian history or whatever, you know, World War II, I don't know. Make it about college football. Make it somehow about football. If you were to somehow, I mean, that's the thing. Like you could literally do any question. Actually, what would have been better if they would have been like, "Who is the previous coach of Michigan State?" Nice. Yeah. Still, even remotely, somewhat more. That would have been better. Man, if they didn't, if they would have put those two back to back though and double whammied it, <laughs> that'd have been borderline. Comical. I just, 
I do feel bad for probably what I'm going to assume is like a, a grad student that got stuck with that and is probably now fired. <laughs> Blackballed. Honestly, good. <laughs> they mix it up. Maybe he thought he was – he probably doesn't even know what like college football is, and they were like, we just need random trivia questions. Yeah, like, maybe. Hitler, maybe. Just, that would be like, what, the reason I hate it for them is just because like how many levels of people should that have gone through before you put that on the board? And it went through probably just one. And it was a grad assistant who probably is running on like four hours of sleep, if that. Hate it for him. Yeah, it's brutal. But I'm with you, Joe. Yeah, probably good thing he he or she doesn't have a job anymore. Sounds like they yeah. are not attention to detail. <laughs> Tennessee would never. Shout out to our media just, team. Don't get enough love. Great media team, but God, our audio techs suck. Can't hear a thing in that stadium. That's true. They're working on it for a year and a half now. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Anything else for fails? No, that's it. Just you know, good old Adolf Hitler. <laughs> All right. Well, um, definitely political. Just like Michigan State, we'll just um, go to something way off topic. Guys, go check out Roback. <laughs> <laughs> Roback.com. Adolf Hitler did not wear Roback. Yeah. That is a fact. Great, he did not. Great so, apparel. ergo, if you wear Roback, you're not Hitler. Yeah. Probably a good move. Um, great apparel. Golf polos, hoodies. Um, got some sweatshirts, some crewnecks. Uh, T-shirts, shorts, joggers, women's wear. Got a lot of stuff. Go check that out. Um, get 20% off with a promo code, More Important Issues, off your first purchase. Um, again, roback.com. Go check them out. Promo code more important issues. Do it. All right, guys. Not at all connected to our previous. Not, <laughs> not at all related. As far as possible and keep the sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank y'all for listening. I know it was kind of depressing, but we had a good, good time. Great episode, long episode. Um, we'll be back Thursday uh, previewing Kentucky. We're moving on from this one. And we're on to bigger and better things. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.